0: This is the Bible in One Year Express, Day 82, your hotline to God. The invasion of Ukraine by Russia led to one of the biggest crises our world has ever faced. Up until that moment, the Cuban Missile Crisis was probably the closest we have come until recent events to World War III. In October 1962, there was a standoff between President Kennedy of the United States and Premier Khrushchev of the Soviet Union over planting missiles in Cuba. The crisis was averted because communication was established. It was decided to put one red telephone on the desk of the President of the United States and another on the desk of the Premier of Soviet Russia. The communication link was called, as it still is, the hotline. Communication is vital to all relationships. Setting aside time to build and nurture communication is essential. Jesus has given you a hotline to God. But it's not just for emergency use. It's to be used all the time. From Psalm 37 Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they'll soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Open up before God. How can your desires be fulfilled? The psalmist David says, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Rather than pursuing the things you desire, if you delight in God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Letting God give you things is so much better than trying to get them for yourself. He promises first faith in the midst of your fears. There may be lots going on that could make you afraid and even panic, but three times David repeats, do not fret. Nor are we to be envious, rather turn to the Lord, bring Him your fears, and trust in the Lord. Faith is trust. It's the opposite of fear and panic. Second, guidance in your decisions. Commit your way to the Lord. This is the key to guidance. Bring the decisions to God, ask Him to act, and trust in Him. Over and over again, I've used this verse in my own life. I've also used it when praying for others who are struggling with decisions especially about their jobs or potential marriage partners. It's a simple three-part process. First, commit the decision to God in prayer asking Him to open the doors that are right for you and to close the ones that are not right. Second, thereafter trust that He's in control. Third, watch in faith for Him to act as you continue on your way in the expectation that God will act. Third, Peace in your heart. Make use of your hotline to God. Set aside time to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. This is the source that makes your righteous reward shine like the dawn. This is the way to avoid fretting and anger and to find peace and hope. Lord, keep me from fear, envy and anger as I trust in You. Today I want to commit my way to You. I will be still before you, God. I will delight in you. New Testament from Luke 4 and 5 Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he rebuked the fever and it left her. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of illness and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding round him and listening to the word of God. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Listen to the word of God. Your hotline to God involves two-way communication. It involves both speaking to God in prayer and listening to his words. This was the secret of Jesus' own ministry. No one has ever had a more powerful ministry than Jesus. No one has ever had more demands on his time and energy than Jesus. Everyone wanted his help. When they asked for Jesus' help to heal Simon's mother-in-law, he healed her. He laid hands on all who were brought to him and healed them. He kept on preaching the gospel. He healed the lepers. The crowds increased. Crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their illnesses. How could he do it? What was his secret? What was the source of his power? At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. You will never cope with the demands of life in the kingdom of God unless you're being recharged through your hotline to God. The crowd were pushing in on Jesus to better hear the word of God. Using the boat for a pulpit, Jesus taught the crowd. Hearing the word of God through Jesus transformed Simon Peter's life. Peter not only caught a big catch of fish, he also caught a big vision of what God could do with his life. Three years later, he preached a sermon in which 3,000 people were converted in one day. He laid the foundations whereby 2,000 years later, Over two billion people profess the name of Jesus. What lessons can we learn from this acted out parable? First, the potential is vast. They had not caught any fish, but there were plenty to catch. In the Sea of Galilee, there were phenomenal shoals of fish that covered the sea as if it were solid for as much as an acre. Although cleaning nets is important for fishermen, the primary purpose is to catch fish. The primary task of the church is mission. Jesus says, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. There are so many people who need to hear the message about Jesus. Second, nothing is impossible with Jesus. Peter's first reaction was negative and pessimistic. He didn't think it would work. We've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. However, possibly after a long pause, he says, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Jesus made what seemed impossible possible. When they done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Third, it cannot be done alone, but only in partnership. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Partnership is the key to mission. Disunity is so off-putting to those outside the church. Partnership and unity are very attractive. Fourth. It's a vision worth going for. Peter's first reaction was to sense his own unworthiness. Go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. At the same time, he and the others were astonished at the catch of fish. They must have been very daunted, but Jesus said, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. They saw it was a vision worth going for. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Lord, thank you that you've given me a hotline to you. Help me, like Jesus, to seek solitude with you, to withdraw to lonely places, pray, and hear your words. Old Testament from Numbers 15 and 16 The priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who's erred by sinning unintentionally. And when atonement has been made, that person will be forgiven. He has brought you and all your fellow Levites near himself. Prioritize communication with God. As you read the Old Testament, and particularly some of the passages for today, you may find them quite shocking. There are no easy answers or glib explanations. There are many things that are hard to understand. Perhaps it's better to focus on what we can understand. What is clear in this passage is the vital importance of your relationship with God and spending time with Him. The expression pleasing to the Lord appears several times. Offerings were required to make atonement. at one month leads to us being at one with God. For this, forgiveness is required. All this was preparing us for Jesus' offering of Himself, which brings total forgiveness and atonement so that you can have a hotline to God. Jesus transformed our understanding of the Sabbath. The people of God placed huge importance on the Sabbath as a day set aside to spend time with God. The Sabbath rules may not still apply, but the Sabbath principle of taking time out to rest and spend time with God still stands. The purpose of Sabbath rest is to force us to pause and stop the lusts of our own hearts and eyes becoming our idols. You're supposed to be consecrated to God, and God wants to bring you near to himself. It is because of the importance of this relationship that any threat to it caused by insolence or rebellion is taken so seriously. We're so privileged to live in the age of the Holy Spirit and to be able to enjoy the freedom that Jesus has brought through the cross and resurrection. This enables you to enjoy a hotline to God without fear. These passages encourage you to make the most of this extraordinary privilege and to spend time alone with him delighting in his presence and bringing your requests before him. Lord, help me to lead a life that is pleasing to you, to stay close to you each day and to find time to spend alone with you. Pepper adds, Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I try and keep remembering that delight has to come first. It isn't just that he will give you the desires of your heart. It's still an amazing promise that if we do delight in him, he will give us the desires of our heart.